So yeah, just packing the the last bowl. Three, two, one, and we're alive. Welcome to episode. I don't know if we're alive, man. I feel like The Walking Dead. Welcome to episode Walking Dead: The Resurgence. <laughs> We've had a rough couple of weeks. It's been a, a slight absence. What's going on with you? Wait, have have you had a rough couple of weeks too? I think we've both had. Did I have I not told you about my rough couple of weeks? What was rough? Oh man, um, where to start? I went to a very famous um, cocktail bar in the city of Chicago. Actually, I don't need to be discreet about it because fuck these guys. I went to the Aviary. You know, remember the Alinea Group? The oh yeah, dude, I remember that yeah. restaurant group in Chicago. Um, yeah, yeah, that restaurant three. was crazy. It was three of us at the aviary. We got um, a two cocktail each with snacks, prefix menu. We got um, two cocktails each. We got truffle popcorn, which is the biggest bullshit on the planet, making (laughs) the cheapest food expensive by shaving truffles on it. (laughs) And then the last thing was 12 oysters with scoops of caviar and uh, some sort of like frozen cucumber ball. Um, and those were, of course, like six and a half dollars per oyster or whatever it was. Yeah, so super it cool. Sounds we, excessive. Yeah, we ate those. We had a $350 bill for the three of us, whatever. We went out, had a, those drinks, went back, <clears throat> you know, good night with the boys drinking. Next day, <laughs> boys. next was day I Saturday? wake up. It was a Friday. It was Friday with the oh, boys. Shit. Next day I wake up deathly ill deathly ill i get like dizzy i start vomiting i vomit for five straight hours every hour on the hour you didn't you didn't tell me about this shit yeah well this was intense man literally every hour on the hour i would wake up i would vomit i would get like a fever i would start shaking and and sweating jesus yeah then i would sweat so much to get the chills and start shivering did you have food poisoning i had severe food poisoning yes and this lasted for two days fuck so i called the health inspector and they went down to the aviary and they found (laughs) nothing because it was three days later and those oysters were long wait are you being serious i'm dead serious you called the health inspector (laughs) yeah 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 because okay so i had food poisoning i called my buddy hey man how you doing oh not good i'm feeling deathly ill i think i took too many edibles i was like that can't be it because i'm also feeling deathly ill and i took nothing Mm-hmm. Call the third guy. Hey, what's going on? How are you feeling? Oh, man, I haven't left the bathroom all day. I feel terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay. What did the three of us do? Got fucking oysters at the aviary. I like that you're a guy who will take action and follow through. You didn't just write a scathing Yelp review like anyone else would. I also wrote a scathing Yelp review. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My goal in life is to destroy the Alinea group. If you're somehow listening to this and planning on going... Fuck the Alinea group, throw a brick through their window instead of eating there. Yeah, Gates Farms are no longer working with them. Gates Farms, 100% synthetic cattle, will no longer be supplying their synthetic cattle to the Alinea group. Damn. Well, sorry to hear you got food poisoning. That blows. Yeah, man. It was a rough couple days, and then it's all been downhill since then. I think, oh, for, yeah, both, I think for both of us. Oh, for sure. It's been straight downhill. Two weeks ago, I took a hit of weed, the first hit of weed in six months, and then two weeks went by. I don't know what happened. 
You've woken up now in, in a fog. A complete fugue state. I mean, I thought that weed would help me unhook from tobacco, but then now I'm just addicted to both of them. So now are you still smoking tobacco? Yeah, I'm like I started smoking the weed. I didn't really have a good way to smoke the weed. I would take some tobacco out of the front of a tobacco roll and then oh. put weed and then have yeah. a mixture. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Pretty good combo, but uh not when you're doing it all the fucking time. It's terrible. That's I think the nicest combo. That's like the classic way in Europe to smoke weed. You just smoke like a little bit at the end oh, of the really? night, you know? Yeah, in your cigarette, you cut it in half and split the two. So you're saying I'm just European? Yeah, I'm saying you're a man of culture now. You're smoking weed the traditional okay. nice way. Well, the American way to smoke weed is just like the American way to do everything else, which is binge it to excess. Like mm-hmm. this is not, I don't think, the way that weed was intended to be smoked. It's just straight bong to the dome. Well, you could argue weed wasn't intended to be smoked. It's I don't know, man. I don't know. It has followed humanity since the dawn of humanity. <laughs> Who knows? Probably because humanity likes it. Who knows what the fuck the dawn of humanity was or if it was. Dude, it was just guys smoking weed. The first man to smoke weed was a Chinese guy in like 4000 BC. This is the story. Damn. And how do we know this for sure? Because this, uh, I mean, that's pre-literate, right? Yeah, I think this is probably the oldest. Maybe it's a written account. I don't know. This is just like people. This is the first documented account of weed smoke. Is this Chinese guy brings a bunch of hemp into the house and starts lighting it like incense to like look cool or whatever to fill his house with aromas, like how people burn sage. And then he ends up like hallucinating that he talked to a bird. And then <laughs> that's sort of the birth of marijuana. That's pretty weird because I, I feel like I never hallucinate shit on weed. I mean, I have a psychedelic like mind state on edibles, you could say. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's I weird. I don't think it's an authentic hallucination more is like, this person is altering his consciousness at a time where nobody around him has ever altered their consciousness before. Right. So he's just like, can't make sense of it really. Exactly. Which is a weird thing to figure out, man. What is? That you can suddenly smoke this vine and it'll make you. Yes. It'll put you in a totally different mindset. Or that you can mix this particular vine with this particular plant, you know, Shakruna and ayahuasca and It'll make the right tea. Is there uh, like folklore about the first ayahuasca trip? I'm sure there probably are. I don't know any of them though. I feel like I feel like it would have been like a total accident. Like there was some guy who went on a journey and then he came back to his village and he's like, check out all the weird plants I found. And they're like, let's just put them all in a pot and see what happens. <laughs> and then could be it could be that they like mixed five things and it had effects and they're like hmm which things are causing the effects yeah then they pair them down but that first trip must have been insane it's the like the whole tribe Uh-oh. all 40 people start tripping i can't imagine yeah what would that have been like man i can't imagine when is your next psychedelic experience dude you're just like drilling me interviewing me about psychedelics oh we can move on uh yeah i don't oh actually in a week
I'm going back to the jungle and doing more ayahuasca in a week. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Yeah, man. The ayahuasca is such a forward-leading one, and the weed is such a trickster. It feels forward-leading for a second. Yeah, the problem with the weed is that um, that's I sent you that Towley meme. The other day, they just said, I'm going to get a little Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, the reason I sent it was because in that episode, particularly, Towley finds himself like he's almost out on the street. He can't pay his rent. And every time he's um, faced with a problem, he mm-hmm. has like a little internal, not even, it's an external thing, but he just goes like, oh, man, I have a problem. What am I going to do? And then he goes, I know. I'm going to get a little high. And it's just this cycle of, he gets high and he has an idea of how to get out of it and gets more high and the idea is just getting crazier and crazier. <laughs> yeah, man, that sounds like the last few years of my life, basically. 100%. So I was like, this is this is relatable. <laughs> Although he ends up writing a best-selling novel while high. Hell yeah. So yeah. that's just around the corner, I'm sure. So that's the dream. Oh, fuck. My brain is honestly like not working well. I spent nine and a half hours looking at my phone yesterday which i told you yeah and a lot of that was on instagram a lot of that was on dating apps almost all of it was on those things how whatsapp yes i'm stuck in the metaverse zuckerberg got me so how do you feel on you know you spent nine and a half hours in the metaverse what do you what did you think of your time there Dude, I'm so fucked up. I really, really dislike being on any more than four hours. Like psychologically hurts me. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not the move. It's not the move to be swiping shit all day. To be trying to suss out whether a girl is a real person or not. It's not. It's not the way. It's not the way of the Dow. It's tough because I feel like that's just where we're headed. Not we, you and I, but society in general. I feel like people oh, yeah, just, for sure. you know, they're going to compartmentalize their dating life to just on the phone or I don't know if you're in school, someone around you, but if you're going to remote school anyway, this is it. It's just all phones. That's so fucked up. So sexting and virtual sex could become sex. I think like it could become the first couple times of sex for sure for a lot of people. And then good luck making that leap to in-person once you've got <laughs> like virtual intimacy. Right. Once that's your first intimacy. Yeah. It's going to be so awkward in person. You ever talk to somebody for like a couple weeks before meeting up with them? It's so weird. Mm, maybe I'm sure. I'm sure that's happened. Yeah. It happened with like my roommate in college. I, um, I don't think it's that weird. What's so weird about that? It happened to me a couple of years back with like a girl that I was trying to see and I was on vacation. Like I just happened to match mm-hmm. her and then I went on vacation. So I was gone for three weeks mm-hmm. and we talked a bunch. And then by the time I saw her, it was like, we'd already talked way too much over text, but never seen each other before. And it's like this awkward. Cause like you're building all this sexual tension with chat, but you have no right. physical chemistry whatsoever yet. Mm-hmm. And right. like bridging that gap was super awkward. Huh. 
I was going to say, I think it's like common wisdom on the apps. Like the longer you talk, the worse the date is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's a struggle, dude. I'm like, I am in a small town of 5,000 people. I actually had one girl I found in Vokabamba on Tinder, but other than that, nada. So it's like the city Loha is 50 minutes away. That's, you know, doable. But uh, like it's that's even limited, so that's super difficult. Yeah, I gotta go basically all of Ecuador. You gotta bring one with you. You gotta well, that get was a, a fucking plan. <laughs> you gotta get a to go order. Yeah, you gotta get some takeout. You gotta get a girl in America, bring her back. Yeah, I thought that's what you were saying. That was yeah. the fucking that was the idea. My takeout. Order got lost during the delivery. <laughs> That's tough, man. I want the same thing, essentially. <laughs> because I can only communicate in English well. I can communicate in Albanian, but not. I can't abstract communicate. Like I can't do what you and I do. Right, yeah. That's an issue with me in Spanish, for sure. Which is lame, because I like to talk in cryptic metaphors <laughs> instead of, you know, outright. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's super limiting. It I don't know. It's it opens things up in a way too, though, because like you give people the benefit of the doubt when there's a huge language barrier. So I think you connect better in a way. Ah, yeah, that's interesting. I felt that at least when I'm traveling. How do you? Don't you feel like you being the the white Anglo person automatically has such a status advantage? going into it that you feel like they're up to something wait what oh you mean like economic wealth advantage it just it's just a it doesn't even have to be that it's just a pure status advantage you're an american status citizen by who's the arbiter of this status globally like a u.s passport is worth significantly more than an ecuadorian passport in a global theater of oh yeah dating matches i mean you don't you don't get a passport by just by hooking up with someone. You have to yeah, do a lot would, of shit. They'd be down to marry somebody just to get a U.S. passport. This is a lot. Yeah, of I don't world. know. I, I guess that's true of like Eastern Europe, but I feel like it's less true of South America, at least from what I've seen. Oh, I don't know, man. You know that Modern Family show? Yes, the yeah. whole premise she's from Colombia, right? Yeah, she's from Colombia. She gets a seventy-year-old American dude, right? Yeah. Well, no, that that happens, but it's not like a huge trend. It's not a trend, but I think like being the white person with the American passport in any country except for like England or France automatically like puts a target on your back. That's how I feel. But then like you don't know what their intentions are. Yeah, but that's always the case. Like you can always question intentions. Yeah, but you're on a more even keel when you have the same citizenship. It's just such a, I don't know what monetary amount to put to it, but it's a pretty significant one. What people would be willing to pay. I feel like you're looking at it. I agree that this stuff happens, no doubt, but I feel like you're looking, you're like extrapolating this transactional approach too much. You think so? To say it characterizes dating in general here, like I have this status being from the U.S. just with all the girls, I don't think so. I I don't know, though. I mean, Tinder seems to be going pretty well. I don't know how Tinder is supposed to go, though. I think that for sure in Albania, 
that would be the, the case. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's a pretty different culture. I mean, they're both developing, and but <laughs> it's a pretty different culture. I mean, that's a whole stereotype, like a Russian bride, like Eastern European thing. Yeah, but I think it's also a, like a Latin American thing for sure. Yeah, I would say it is just to a lesser extent, maybe. I don't know. When I was 13, I went to Russia with my mom and sisters. And everyone was warning me, like all the adults in this group, it was a solar eclipse, like chasing group, people who go and see solar eclipses. Okay. <laughs> and so we were, we went and saw this in Siberia, but we were spending a lot of time in Russia and all the adults in this group were like warning me adamantly, like, be careful of these Russian women, like Russian brides will snap you up. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, I was like 13. I was pretty surprised that like such a warning would be necessary. I have a cousin here that had a pretty good white-collar job there, but is willing to live here and do DoorDash. <laughs> yeah, but he might have a plan to work his way up here at least. Maybe. It's just it's such a flex to live here to the people there that like your actual life here does not matter, which blows my mind. <laughs> yeah that is crazy i mean it's it's crazy just to reflect on like how many unmet needs there are in most people most places dude people will take a significant lifestyle step back just to flex on their old peers just to flex on their old peers what it's all about it's yeah, just about probably. flexing you can't argue the quality <laughs> so of life is ever better here do you even lift bro what do you mean? I mean, do you lift weights? Not really. I do pull-ups. How can you talk about flexing? It's like a, like a status flex. You don't know that slang? <laughs> hey, man, what is the plan for the pod? Should we unveil the pad? That is a hard thing to say. Plan for the pod. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, we gotta, we gotta really book up on life because I don't know what's important, but a lot of people have thought a lot about what's important and I got to read. Do you think that we should have a book of the month? Month or a few weeks or whatever. Yes. I think we have a book of the month and a guest of the Dude, month. Sorry, I'm, I'm really high. One sec here, I'll be right back. Okay. Is that the newest iPhone? It looks like it's got like four cameras. This is the Samsung Galaxy S21 actually. Whoa. I got it because it's like got a really nice screen and it's very large. And so like... Ah. It could, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. It's very useful. I use it a lot. But wait, is that your personal phone or yeah, you use an iPhone phone. still? No, I don't oh. use an iPhone. Huh. Which honestly, the iMessage is a little bit of a letdown. I miss the iMessage. They've done a really good job of like making you feel like you're one of the gang when you have an iPhone and really making 100%. you feel like you're That's not. what I was going to say. Yeah. It's good that we talk on WhatsApp now because then we can 100%. all be in the metaverse and still have the benefits of. You know, a good interface. 
But the way that they're abusing, like, the psychological need to not feel shunned from the group to make you buy their goods is, like, legendary. Who is this? Apple? Yeah. Yeah, it's legendarily dystopian. Yeah, 100%. It's like, who comes up with this stuff? Just advertisement companies? Social psychologists? It probably all goes back to Mad Men. Or like social psychologists. That's crazy. That's a crazy thing to do. You know they're almost a $3 trillion company? I did not know that. I knew they were... They're the most valuable company, right? Yes, they are. And that value is $2.8 trillion. That's nuts. The craziest part is that at $2.8 trillion, it's still pretty cheap. If you were going to trillion dollars is more than like the vast majority of countries' GDPs. Yeah, dude. But if you were to value it the way that like a Tesla is valued, then it would be worth $8 trillion. If you're looking at like that, the way a Tesla is valued, like how much the company, how much revenue it generates versus how much we're Uh, willing to pay for the share price. Yeah. Right. And that's nuts because they really got everybody hooked on the digital stores and then people just piss away money on digital things that don't matter because that's their real life is their phone. Dude, better to go Henry David Thoreau than to just get sucked into this. If you're going to be in this, you got to be a mental ninja. I feel like there's a reality where I'm in the metaverse 12 hours a day. Like there's a future where that happens. Within the multiverse? No, like there's a possible future where that happens. Those VR headsets are really good. Yeah, I'm not going to ever use that. Fuck that. They are very enjoyable entertainment. I saw a guy guy using one at a restaurant in Vilcabamba outside of the restaurant. It was pretty fucking weird. It was like everyone was just sitting around being normal people and this guy's, you know, staring at into some other world who knows what just with this headset on. That's crazy. I tried to use mine outside too. Yeah, it's creepy, dude. It's like... I obviously choose the the natural route over that, but I really don't want it to come to that binary. There's this boundary mode that you can set, which is why it would be cool to use outside because you could set a very giant boundary. And then you can like run and jump in the virtual space while also running and jumping in the physical space. Wow. It's crazy. And like I'm playing Resident Evil and you like run around and you do all the gun gestures you're like, pow, and you're like, pow, pow. <laughs> Man, I didn't realize you're such a gamer. It seems like you're more of a gamer than I realized. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy the technology, like the innovation behind it. When there's new stuff, I really get into it. But I don't actually right. sink time into like getting good at these games. Gotcha. You want to know why? Sure. Formula One is the most openly corrupt sport. They're just openly corrupt. Half of the game (laughs) is finding new ways to cheat and the other team's busting you on the cheating. Pro wrestling, dude. Yeah, it's so fun. Everyone's just fucking around. It's all about money. Nobody cares about public image. They do all their races in like places where they chop people in half, like in Saudi and Azerbaijan. 
and you it's love, just you love that you love uh moral ambiguity Al-Qaeda and terrorists <laughs> and the middle east <laughs> i do not love terrorists what are you saying you told me to get the toyota hilux because it's what the taliban uses to launch missiles i did say that but there you know if the taliban endorses it that's the highest endorsement for a car it's oh, actually that makes me feel great when i'm going out my driveway seriously yeah if you're like these guys are trusting this on their holy mission i can trust it to get watermelons uh, but I can't trust myself to drive stick. It's a fucking disaster. Really? I love driving stick. Although it's probably difficult there. How are the roads? Well, shitty. But the main issue is just I need more practice. I learned driving manual, driving back in the middle of this huge rainstorm that shut down roads and put rocks in the road, landslides and shit. It was terrible. Oh, my God. It was so stressful. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's going to be so fun once you like really get into it. I think so. Yeah, I think once I get into it, I'll prefer it. I'll be one of those old guys saying, everyone should just drive manual, like the 80s. That's the thing, though. Like it, It's never coming back because all the new engine tech does not use gears. <laughs> Agreed, yeah. So it's just a relic. It's like cursive. Just like a mm-hmm. party trick you can do, but it's never going to be useful. Kind of miss cursive, too. Dude, there's research that shows that you remember things better if you write them in cursive versus print. Why do you think that is? I saw something insinuating maybe it was because of the continuity of writing it. Like oh. something about that works with the brain better for it to stick, for it to like click with the, the thought, the abstraction. Yeah, I totally buy that. Although I think that hunter-gatherers had the best memories. I don't know what they're remembering though. I'm scared at how bad memories are getting. It's fucking nuts. They're getting worse and worse, and it is pretty much entirely due to our phones. Yeah, totally. We like have supplanted our need for for any memory, <laughs> for any short term memory. Hundred percent. As we say that, as we both smoke weed, it's got to be no, the this phones. This is tobacco now. Got to be the phones that are causing the short term memory loss. Oh, it's so fucked up. All I know is they're causing bad things. I need to move to a dumb phone. Like, I'm seriously done. I'm fucking done. I'm done with big tech. They're definitely ruining people's attention spans. And commitment. You can say that's the people's fault, but dude, it's really hard to, to I don't use think it's social media without, without running into these trappings. It's really hard to use Instagram without not realizing what you're doing. You, you totally. zombie out. You totally zone out. Totally. And then I just like, I will literally, it's like a blackout. And then I don't know what I'm doing. And then I'm looking at an ad for cargo pants, just swiping through it. And I'm like, what the fuck? I've been on here 25 minutes looking at cargo pants. I'm sure being high exacerbates the problem, but uh, it's also really compulsive. Like I just noticed I get really compulsive with like wanting to go check these apps. Well, they have like all that casino research. Total. It's so fucking casino like. Oh, yeah. The, the lights, apps, the sounds. The when you like pull down to swipe and it like shakes the screen. Literally, it's like a right, roulette right. table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all. It's all really gross. It's all. Yeah, it's lab rats in a maze. Just you know, getting a little hit of dopamine. Just hit. Problem hit, is. Hit. 
I mean, I'm telling, I'm saying something I already told you, but like, I feel like I need some dopamine fix. I need some pursuit of some something with like feedback. Yeah, it's the whole attention span problem, I guess. Yeah, and it's got to be immediate feedback because, like, back in the day, I would try to play musical instruments, and then I would try to play a song, and I kept fucking up. But then eventually, once I got like an uninterrupted ten second stretch of that song, I'd get very excited, right? Yeah, totally. But now I haven't picked up anything in years. Yeah, I've got a guitar like five feet from me that I was getting pretty into, but then it faded. But do you get that initial rush when you just first start figuring out a couple chords and they sound decent? Yeah, yeah, I was getting it for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff here that I want to use, but it's just been, man, with Chicago, it's I like it in theory. But in practice, it's the end of March, and I've been outside like three times. Oh, yeah. I remember that was the shittiest part of winter is how long it lasted. It's just at least like it's brighter now. It doesn't get dark as soon because of daylight savings, but it still rains every other day. It's just mm-hmm. 30 degrees and raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the worst. But it's like Chicago. you said, we were saying like the population pool, if you're trying to date, Chicago is nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, just cities. <laughs> yeah. It's, ugh. especially with COVID, since COVID. I think it's it's worse now in Ecuador with the masks than in the US, but it's like that. I think that's pretty inhibiting to like just meeting people randomly, serendipitously. I feel like, yeah, I don't even know. I feel like people now, if you try to meet them, they'll think you're up to something. Maybe not, but more I mean, it's so gotten it's before. gotten unusual or like rare enough. It's become enough of the exception to meet that way that, yeah, it becomes weirder. At this, um, I was at this joint bachelor bachelorette party last weekend in a cabin in Wisconsin. It was basically me and a bunch of couples. There's like 17 <laughs> people total, but it was basically me and a bunch of couples, and nice. most of them had met online. Most of them, wow. maybe Damn. one, one couple met through work and one couple met at school and the rest had met online. Yeah. You think that's good? You seem pretty pro the apps when we've talked in the past. I don't know. I don't think it's good. I think that there are some things that are nice. You can cast a wide net. You can really see the world, you know, you could get access to it kind of person that's not just going to be at a bar on a Tuesday or whatever. That's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, in general, I've definitely had more success because the apps exist than if they had, if they never existed, that's undeniable, but they could definitely be abused. I think, I think people abuse me. You could fall into a rabbit hole where you're just using them for hours a day. You could just keep bouncing from person to person. It makes everybody flakier in general. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's a mixed bag. It's just tools. You could use them for good or evil. <sighs> it's true of everything, basically. Basically. So how do you feel about Instagram? Hate it. <laughs> All right. So we've talked about the demonization or the evils of social media. We've talked about... Like I lost my train of thought. I'm pretty high. Um. Uh, what do you think of Will Smith, just in general? 
I don't know. I'm, I didn't know a lot about him before. I'd just seen a couple of his movies and I didn't like, yeah, I, didn't, I don't follow celebrity news. I didn't know about his wife cheating on him or anything. I but, um, don't really either. <laughs> it's kind of dumb to me how everyone has to talk about this. You know, everyone's doing a thing about this. Yeah. But I actually, usually I think the same, like if it's a Kardashian thing, but I got to go on YouTube today and just get like 10 different Will Smith reaction videos. I loved loved it. I loved it so much. (laughs) Was it mostly bashing him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I sent you the Andrew Schultz one, which is just savage. Yeah, that was savage. That was incredible. It was so savage, but like I feel like that's justified because just like... (laughs) If you're if we're talking spiral dynamics or whatever, you know this guy's at the lowest spiral. Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. He escalates. Nah, come on. He's he can't be at the lowest spiral. Look what he's accomplished. Isn't that crazy? He's accomplished all that, and yet he's at the lowest spiral. He's just he's, this reaction. No, but he's not. He, Dude, he just is. Eh. To escalate physically. Like what planet does yes. he live on? To slap another man? Do you like? Do you remember what? I mean, you, you don't remember because we weren't alive in France in the 1800s. But if you slap some guy, <laughs> they would stab you with a sword. Plus, like Chris Rock's not allowed to react. He can't just. Like, yeah, but in the in the 90s, if you slapped some guy, like fights were more common. Yeah, you'd get your ass beat. Oh, that's what you're saying. Some guy. I'm saying it's a crazy provocation that he did to a smaller guy on a public stage where he knew nobody was going to do anything. Is ludicrous. I feel like if he had done that in Albania in the 90s, his whole family would have been killed in front of him. (laughs) How much time passed before he went and got his Oscar after this? I didn't watch the show, but he sat down, I guess, and then they presented some more awards, however long that takes, and at some point, they presented him yeah. the best I'm just award. curious, because he, like, to go from, like, he just kind of laughed when Chris Rock first said the joke. Then yeah. he was in this reactivity and slapped him, and then he was, like, you know, crying, saying, like, how, how he, you know, was sorry. Very fast. Say- he didn't say it was sorry. He said, I do some crazy things for love, man, or something like that. Some, <laughs> some insane oh, toxic okay. I, th- shit. I thought he said he was sorry. He said, <laughs> he said, I'm sorry to the Academy for taking attention away from the other nominees. Yeah. yeah, there you go. He didn't apologize to the guy you hit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Dude, it's just like, as a man, you have to sit there and take a slap. And you, Obviously, the professional, you can't do anything about it, but... It's it's a crazy provocation. I was like, he broke a social contract doing that. Well, yeah, for sure. And I'm surprised. You think, that, you think it's going to have a snowball effect? You think we're going to be talking about this in a few weeks? No, we're definitely not. But I think it's crazy that the immediate response wasn't throw this man outside and chop him to pieces. Yeah, it is surprising. Because definitely, it seems like we we increasingly condemn violence. More and more and yes. more. Yes. Yes. So this is but, a big, this flies in the face of that. But what is his mental state that he feels that he can even do that, that that's okay? 
I don't know, man. Just totally in his own world. Probably not unlike a lot of people. And also he's just that a guy. He's a guy, you know, if you're playing the the JP lobster hierarchy, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, he should be up here, but he's down here. Yeah, it's weird. To be so fragile, so stressed out that you're on a breaking point at all times where that sends you over the edge. That's not that's not a guy that's up here. That's not a guy that's dominant in the room. Yeah, I guess it's his the like the arenas in which he has ascended are not about rooms so much. He can be a weird guy and you know, build a lot of success in his career. Yes, but you would think that he would be a confident person. And I think at some point he was, but he clearly is not that night. Like, think about how much more reaction. I mean, he had to have been. He had to have been at many points. Yeah. He had to have been like, I mean, that's just wild swings. I feel like if I'm doing well, I am not a reactionary person. If I am in some aspect of my life doing poorly, then I am reactionary to every other aspect. Yeah, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. So and so whatever is going on with him, which is probably totally unrelated to what happened that, you know, triggered him, set him off, is putting him all the way down here somewhere. Yeah, you know the podcast listeners can't see your hand gestures. <laughs> I, keep, I keep doing that. Yeah, I was doing like the gun <laughs> thing earlier too. One day. I could have recorded video too. I don't know if we have the space, but no, it's a no, shame. no. The world's not ready. Lost some gems. I think we'll do some anonymous masks. Is the world ready for interviews with porn stars? I think that that's next. The future. Are we we ready? Yeah. Why not? I feel like it's fine when our conversations just run dry, but I feel like we have to have an itinerary. Oh, for sure. We have to totally step up the pod. We'd have to. We have to make it a real show make it a little more pro yeah a little more rehearsed yeah i mean that's where the books thing would come in like there could be a structure to it we read something talk about it then use it as a launching pad for the discussion the questions of which we've already hammered out i think we will get probably three good episodes maybe with how many attempts i don't know how many 10 12 Sweet. So we just do it a thousand times and we get 300 great ones. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. And we'll also get to know a thousand porn stars. That's what I'm saying. I think like 800 of them are going to be super flat, but we'll find Uh, out. Yeah, probably. I mean, we can filter for that. We can just find the smart ones. That's true. We'll figure it out. Should we make a fake agent? Not a fake agency, I guess, but should we make a real agency or something? (laughs) Yeah, does, we should definitely make something. How does casting work? Like, because then we could just do it that way. Not like a couch. That sounds weird. I mean, like, there's got to be a more legit channel to go through to invite guests to a pod. Right. I mean, I think you can just categorize the podcast as erotic audio and, <laughs> and categorize the interviews themselves as the porn stars work. Oh, but then we have to pay them. Fuck that. No, we don't want to do that. I think all we need is like one pod with a decent amount of listeners. 
And then you just show them that and you'd be like, hey, look, there's like a decent reach here. They'd be like, oh, okay, I want to be on it. Mutual promotion. Right. Right. That's the way of, that's the problem though. It's like, because mutual promotion is the way, you can't succeed without getting on the metaverse. Pretty much, yeah. And you can't succeed without uplifting everybody else, whether you like them or not. Which is why everybody stood and clapped at the end after Will Smith slapped a guy. Terrible. Crazy, dude. It's just crazy. That's not, I don't know how I would have reacted. I would have been so mad. I wouldn't have been able to finish a sentence. (laughs) Would you have fought him right there? I'd get my ass kicked, but I would, yeah, I'd probably see red. I'd probably lunge at him. That was another, like, that's an important aspect of it, I I feel like, is Will Smith is bigger. So, so Chris Rock can't really. That's just crazy, though. He's, like, significantly bigger. He's, like, 6'2". The other guy's, like, 5'7", maybe. If they had actually had, like, a fist fight or something, that would have been, uh, we can't just be podcasters talking about the thing, the new thing. No, I agree. We've got, to, we've got to be visionaries. We've got to do something cutting edge. I agree because I actually don't like – I was on YouTube literally yesterday because of this thing. And then I was like Andrew Schultz has a Chris Rock video. Russell Brand has a Chris Rock video. Joe Rogan has a Chris Rock video. Literally, it's everybody's episode on right. Monday was their yeah. reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's super thing. lame. Yeah, it's super lame. I agree. That's why I think the book thing – with the porn thing, unique angle. The book thing? Yeah. If we have, you know, a book of the month and that book of the month is oh, like yeah. the Bhagavad Gita. And then yeah. we have whomever discussing the Bhagavad Gita. That is a cross section of content you can't get anywhere else. Are there any Hindu porn stars? I don't know, but I think there's a lot with mandala tattoos on their chests. True. True that. You know, I think there's a lot of porn stars that go to EDM festivals, and that's the crowd. <laughs> that's the Bhagavad Gita crowd. We could be onto something. I think that's some unique content you don't get anywhere else. And if your fan base is just nerds anyway, then you want to appeal to that nerd fan base. Right. So these girls are going to be super into it. Like, if you think about like the cross between porn and Twitch, I feel like is huge. I don't you know, know t- anything about Twitch. I mean, Twitch I, know, just, I know what it is, but I don't. I know nothing more. Yeah, just people play video games and stream it, and they make a lot of money. People donate to watch them play video games. Yeah, so what are you talking about, the connection so, between that and porn? All the porn stars have Twitch channels, where they play video games and people tip them. All the porn stars play video games? Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. If you want to be like a top ranking one, you have to have a Twitch channel now. So you play video games. That's crazy. On Tuesday nights or whatever, and you stream it. Holy shit, dude. That's like filling the need for like companionship for all of these incels who are just playing video games and doing nothing else. That's why there's a lot of money to be made in it. It's like all these Bitcoin incels. And they're just... That's what they want to do. They just want to play some Smash Brothers online with a hot girl. <laughs> so, I like, mean, it's better than like making a hot girl pee in front on a webcam or something. Better for the hot girl, for sure. Yeah. But better better net. <laughs> yeah. 
prostitution is changing, man. Now it's just all kinds of... Oh, for sure. It's getting streamlined. Digital companionship. Mm-hmm. And OnlyFans. It's getting accessible. It's getting destigmatized. What a way to make money, just to leave voice notes on OnlyFans. That would be pretty dope. That's People want intimacy. That's all they want. And they will pay a lot of money for it. That's, for sure. So that's what we got to do. <laughs> Wait. I'm pretty high. What is, why is that? What Dude, is we that? Tw- why, we what we have to do? Make a Twitch stream where we just oh. get high on Twitch. I don't I wonder if we'd be demonetized. I wonder if you could do drugs on Twitch. Yeah, well, I have to stop smoking weed anyway, so we don't need that. That's true, but we chill, you know, in the man cave. We have, we have some beers. We watch football. We scream it. Other <laughs> bros just want to feel like they're in the room watching football. Give us a bunch of Bitcoins. <laughs> So we're the porn stars, in effect. In effect. But the porn is all bro. All just bro stuff. <laughs> it sounds pretty gay. <laughs> Super gay, yeah. You think pirates were all just gay dudes? Somalian pirates today, certainly not. You don't think so? Why else would you want to go live at sea with a bunch of dudes? Every edgy pirate show on TV revolves around the captain having fleed his homosexuality only to discover it on the pirate ship. <laughs> Maybe that's why the the biggest porno ever made, like highest budget was called Pirates. Yeah, dude. Let's get a, that cast on here. That would be sweet actually. I watched a little bit of that <laughs> when I was in college. It was pretty funny. It had like a whole plot. It was like a porn movie. Yeah, dude, they made a sequel. Oh shit, I didn't know yeah. that. That was that was the big leagues. I wonder if they still do that. Make like porn epic movies. I can't tell if that's better or worse than just conventional porn. Maybe porn is the purest art. I don't think that's true. Yeah, it's definitely not true. <laughs> Whatever graphic image can trigger a weird recessed part of your brain. Can make it flash on. And that could be a lot of things. Oh, for sure. I wonder if you could break it down on a slideshow that's totally non-sexual. Break it down? What do you mean? I'm trying to get shit out of the bowl. I wonder, you should get like a stick. Like a pipe. No, I did. I was just blowing a little. Um, I don't have any of that stuff. Um... What was I saying? Yeah, I wonder if you could get like an MK Ultra, totally non-sexual slideshow, and it would like turn people on. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Wait, right. what do you mean by non-sexual though? Like you could just non- be colors and shit or like yeah, yeah. be words? Like non-obviously sexual. It could be like Twinkies, Uncle Ben's rice, um, <laughs> chairs. That would be fascinating to see. Just like a random hodgepodge of images that they figure out how to properly stimulate your brain. Did you ever try binaural beats? No, they do seem interesting. Or what about those like recordings you can listen to? They're supposed to activate that. Yeah, that's what it is. It's supposed to be like recordings you can listen to to mimic different effects of drugs. And it got like pretty popular a while back where you could like buy a player on the internet and you'd buy all these different drug packs. It'd be like 10 bucks a pop and you'd be like, oh, it's heroin sounds and it would just be like these buzzing and humming sounds i can't I imagine if, there's much to that 
I don't think it works at all. Like I tried it. I don't think it did anything besides maybe like a placebo effect of what drug did you try? Peyote maybe or heroin. I don't know, but I feel like that's a drug that I would do for sure. If somebody offered me some peyote, that's like a cool, like set and setting drug where like, I would love to be in a tent in the desert and do some peyote. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I don't think I would do one in like a clinic. What psychedelics have you tried? Just acid and mushrooms. Huh. Okay. Yeah, pretty similar to me, just ayahuasca as well, but I haven't tried a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's left? Molly, ketamine, mescaline. A lot's left. San Pedro, 5-MeO-DMT. Dude, with like 5-MeO-DMT... When you hear the stories of people just whiting out, is that even a psychedelic at that point? I just feel like you're just hitting the light switch. Yeah, I mean, I am not attracted to it. I don't think I'm going to do it. I haven't, like, I've talked to a lot of people now who have, and no one has really, like, sold me on it. They basically just say, like, oh, everything was clear. I was one with God, love, all the cliche things. I and feel- then I came back, like, 20 minutes later. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, People are grateful to come out of it, and that's the euphoria. Uh, <laughs> so it just sounds like shit the whole time, and then you're just really grateful to come out of it. I just want... Wait, would you consider the tobacco a psychedelic uh-huh. or not? Would you consider the tobacco a psychedelic? Uh, I would say it has some of that capacity, like kind of how weed has some of that capacity, but it's not. it's not a psychedelic in the way that shrooms and Aya are. To be fair, like, what does psychedelic even mean? Every single thing we ingest has a. It's all psychedelic, man. Life is psychedelic. Yeah, it all changes your perception of things. Some is a little bit, some is a lot of bit, but (laughs) everything's doing something. Yeah, but some is like categorically on a whole other scale. You know, it's not just a little bit, a lot of it. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you've had a huge trip, it's like it changes your perspective of what's possible. That is fair. I don't know if I want to have a huge trip. Yeah, no, I think I would only do in the desert some cactus. I think that's the only thing I would do. Yeah. I remember a long time ago you said you think that people who do too many psychedelics end up just inevitably getting really weird. Yes. Yeah. Still a belief of yours? Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. What do you think oh. of my belief? You've met like a decent amount of people that are, I would say, heavy users. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm of a few minds. I've met a lot of people who are really heavy coming from the U.S. And it seems very dysfunctional and... They do seem very out there, very scattered. But like the shamans that I've worked with who have drunk ayahuasca since they were eight, they seem like totally good. What it might be, you know, like historically ayahuasca, when it would be used by shamans to heal people in a tribe, it would just be the shaman who would drink it. The person getting healed would just be there and like, receive the music they sang or whatever. 
Huh. So it could be that like, you know, this new way of using it where everyone is drinking ayahuasca is like, for some people it might work out, for some people it might not. Yeah, it could uh, it could also be a selection bias. Oh, it's always a selection bias with this stuff. I mean, this stuff attracts people who are looking for answers. Yeah, or the one that I always am skeptical about is people looking for a social edge, an intangible social edge. You mean the dominance hierarchy of being the most spiritual? The most enlightened person in the room, a thing mm-hmm. that nobody else can measure. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so smug. Whenever I pick up on that smugness, it puts me off. But there's a thing. It's like my background is a country that was the only purely atheistic country on planet Earth for the last 40 years up until 1990, from 50 to 90. Albania. Yeah, this was the state religion was officially atheism. This is the only country to ever be atheistic by law. That's crazy, actually. Um, you know, so it instills this deep skepticism of anybody saying otherwise. Would you say you're like emblematic of that? Like you're very skeptical? Are you an atheist? No, I'm a skeptical person in general, but I'm definitely more on the woohoo spectrum than probably 90% of the people I interact with. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely more tapped into the mainstream than I am. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> oh, just because you interact with the mainstream every day. I'm in this bubble of Vilcabamba where anything goes. That's true, yeah. When you showed me that poster of the cuddle corner and the ecstatic dance. <laughs> like For the party on Saturday. Should I go? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you should definitely go. But if that was a poster here, it would get me tooed. <laughs> I sent that what, around a the cuddle office. corner? Yeah, dude, you I can't get have fired. a cuddle corner. If we had a cuddle <laughs> corner in the office, well, that's that's different. That's work. Is it? I don't yeah, know man, anymore. It's different. It's it's crazy now. Like one of the dudes we hung out with on Friday. It was me. It was another night desk dude. So you know, two crazy people. And then one normal day desk dude who's <laughs> like most of his tenure at Belvedere has been remote. Mm. Um, and he was just shocked. But then he was relieved. He was like, wow, you know, I feel like you guys are talking about things that I always think about. But if I ever said out loud, people would be like, what are you saying? <laughs> was it Darth Trader's plans for multiple wives from overseas? It was related to, to that, yeah. <laughs> really i was just throwing that out like it was it was basically leading up like i was trying to bait that part out of it but yeah <laughs> god Definitely. so fucked up but that's kind of a i feel like that's a valuable life experience being on the night shift you know experiencing the dark side of everything i love the night shift i thought it was a great time it was maybe a you never yeah. had to do midnight to eight though right I never had to do midnight to eight. Mine was always three, no, or whatever, four to two forty-five, or whenever the the mass quarter would be okay. Right, two, which is way better than two fifteen. Yeah, it's just like a late night every night. Exactly, as opposed to trying to go to bed at like ten a.m. Yeah, which sounds just awful. But the night shift, I mean, like the atmosphere in general was great. It was very peaceful, very tranquil work environment. 
yeah, I thought it was super fun. And like a bunch of the people that we worked with, I still keep in touch with more so than like people that I've met on day shift, which is the rest of the company. Yeah. And you spent more time on day, right? At this point. Yeah. I spent the first 17 months of my tenure on night. And then now it's been whatever, three years on days. I got to get back in touch with Chris. What is he doing now? Dude, he's spearfishing off the coast of Mexico. With Johnson? Yeah. Nice. I, I mean, but in, in, in life, because he's is he free? Is he just like taking time off? What? Yeah, he's just floating. He's got that non-compete. I think he's going to take some cooking classes and then probably hit the job hunt. Gotcha. Dude, that guy just does stuff. You saw that giant fish he caught? Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, he's such a legend. He just like picks up new hobbies, does them, does them well. Except for surfing. Yeah, he did that. Not well. well yeah, but, but I, I thought that was a huge struggle for you guys, right? Yeah, it was super hard. Yeah. And we can only do it I'll, so many times. Wave of the winter. Dude, it's super fun. You could Is Ecuador landlocked? No, we got the Pacific Ocean. I want to go to the coast soon, but it is a drive. It's like seven or eight hours. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's not great. To get to the good coast. I mean, you want to make a trip out of it. You know, it's not a day trip. Yeah, stay for like a couple days. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's the plan soon. That and this place, Banos, but I feel like I don't have any time for any of that. How do you think we should go about getting guest number one? Let's put some plans in action. Let's put some wheels in motion. Yeah, I'll just DM the porn stars. Dude, we got to get a short list. Or do you want to just shotgun all of them? I actually don't really know porn stars. I, I never really understood guys just knowing the names of porn stars, you know? Dude, you don't have a crazy memory? You don't just go blop, 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 categorize shit in your head? I mean, I categorize shit. I just never, that's not something I ever really paid attention to, you know? I didn't uh, get dude. fixated on like specific porn stars. You go on that front page and you just start memorizing shit. Asa Akira would be good. Dude, hit her up. But she probably got too many followers. She's probably too big for us right now. Yeah. I feel like we should get a very salacious intro. She's done the Doug Benson podcast where he just gets high with people, I think. Doug Benson. Yeah, he's a comedian. He's got this podcast, Getting Dug With High. And it's like people come on for like three hours and they just smoke the whole time until they get like <laughs> paranoid. Oh, wow. Yeah, Asa's got 840K followers. That's a and lot. An award winning asshole, according to her Twitter bio. <laughs> That's so weird. You're talking about guys that get fixated on stuff. Yeah, what about it's guys gotta that be- vote? They vote huh? for their favorite. What about the dudes that go on there and vote for these awards? I, I don't even know this was a thing for like the, their favorite porn stars. That's like a public vote thing. Dude, it's like an award show. It's like the Oscars, but for them. But I think all the votes are. But the votes the are just Pornhub users? I have no idea. Maybe. Or people wow. call in or something. I figured it would academy. be the Porn Academy. Yeah. You think you think there's a porn the academy? The Academy of Porn, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wonder if there is. I don't actually know. Dude, who is putting all these events on? Who is coordinating all this? All of what? 
the porn award shows. The porn industry. It's a huge industry. That's Sponsors. crazy. <laughs> Probably yeah. like dildo companies. <laughs> yeah. And like websites or something. There's got to be some sort of authority doing this. The International Porn Authority. Yeah. IPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about how accessible porn is. You know, it's right there. You could I mean, do porn. You could start a porn company. Is it that crazy? I think what's more crazy is to pretend that sex isn't equally accessible as, you know, we literally have it within a thin layer of clothing. Not anymore. Not now in the metaverse. The abstraction of like what it is in reality versus <laughs> how much oh, it's God. like coveted in society, how desirable it becomes because it's so taboo. Porn or sex? Both. I feel like if we just like lived on a farm and animals were just like fucking all the time in front of us, it wouldn't be at all that weird. It wouldn't no, be like it's not weird. Yeah, that's so what it wouldn't be like a do. thing. That's what I'm saying. But if we were just like around it more, it wouldn't be this dramatic, stigmatizing thing. Oh my god, it's a porn star or whatever. Yeah, for industry. sure. I think it'd be an industry. But I mean, there I there are a be... lot of layers to that. I mean, we like why do we wear clothes? All I'm saying is if we have enforced monogamy, then we wouldn't even need pornography. You just love monogamy. Dude, I love the guy who's never been monogamous for more than what, three months, just loves monogamy. That's I cover I want the thing I can't have. It's the thing I want the most. That I you know. You know how it goes? It's what you can't have. No, I don't think I know how it goes though, because it doesn't make any sense how you lose these girls. Like, there's got to be something you're not telling me. Like, are you a sex offender? And then when you finally have to break it to them, they're out. Hey man, if that was the case, at least I would know what I was doing. <laughs> if I knew what I was doing, I'd stop doing it. Dude, just get a. No, that's fucked up. What do I get? Right, this like is a... this is. We've got the the end of the line. This is more to plan ahead. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think we got the plan. In the past. We know what to do. (laughs) Am I wallowing in the past? I think we're all wallowing in the past every day. Nice. Finally getting to see your emo side. Yeah, man. My emo side. (laughs) Love the emo side. Um, (laughs) Anyways. Think Bhagavad Gita, maybe? Or something else. Yeah, I'm down for that first. I don't know. I'm down to try That's way up there. That's. I want to do something pretty, like, seminal, though. What does that mean? Like, having other things branch from it, you know? Like a classic, something that's referenced a lot and is a watershed for further thought. Yeah. At least I think. I don't know. I could be butchering it, but but something like that, yeah. Also, the Tao Te Ching. I'd like to do that. So those we, three. We could probably skip the Bible. I think we should just start oldest first and then go through all of them. The Bible? You want to go through yeah. the Bible? We got to go through. If we're going to go through the Quran, we got to go through the Bible first. Oh, dude, I don't want to go through either the Bible or the Quran. They both suck. 
If you want to go through the Hebrew thing, what's that? We can do those. We can do those later. Maybe let's let's start with the the ones we want to do more. Yeah, no, we do all the Eastern ones first, and then maybe. What are those Zoroastrians? Do they have a religious text? The Zoroastrians. <clears throat> Who are the Zoroastrians? They're they're the Zarathustra guys. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, it's a religion that was practiced in Zanzibar, I think. Um, but it was the first dualistic religion. The first one to introduce a good deity and an evil deity rather than Ooh, a lot that's of interesting. chaotic deities. So it's Wikipedia says it's an Iranian religion? Yeah, so I think it's the first one that grapples with more of a chaos and order dynamic than just a polytheistic sort of all chaotic thing. That's cool. Dude, I'm excited for the Bhagavad Gita. Because I feel like if ancient aliens is to be believed, it's going to be crazy. Did you actually watch that whole thing? The ancient aliens? Yeah. Yeah. I would just put it on during work. So like I kind of, I've gotten most of it, but not really. It just kind of happens in the background. This was night shift? No, no. This is just like, I've been working remote, so I just put stuff on oh, TV. Right. Shit, are you ever, are you guys like going to the office? Yeah, we're going to start doing one day a week starting May 1st. I feel like that was supposed to have already been happening for so long. Keep getting COVID surges. You think it's ever going to happen? I mean, supposedly May 1st, there's a good subsection of people that want COVID to keep going on. And I don't know if it's because they're afraid or if it's because they don't want to go outside anymore. And this gives them the out to not go outside. Yeah, it definitely could be a lot of the latter. There's a good amount of people that will, you know, talk to you in the morning and be like, oh, cases are spiking. And you can you can feel the bleed. <laughs> in their hearts because they just want (laughs) the indoor life is this is what they want this is their life yeah you're living in that world man that's your life yeah man it's annoying i don't know i don't really like waking up super early and like showering super early and all that stuff so that's why i don't really go but i'll probably start going a little bit just to get out there and mix it up with humans office oh yeah yeah yeah, probably start doing it. More discipline. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's just kind of good for mental health too. Oh, for sure. If you're not interacting with anybody, that's when the only person to feedback off of is yourself, and that's when you get into spirals of crazy. That's when you get radicalized. <laughs> it's fucked up. Do you think you will ever become a right-wing radical? (laughs) I feel like you really want to paint me that way. I think it's crazy that somehow the right-wing, which was always the most anti-Russia crowd, the most like Cold War beat the commies crowd on the planet, is now like low-key pro-Russia because they think like Brandon is pulling the strings in Ukraine and Hunter Biden put a puppet president in and all this fucking QAnon bullshit. Yeah, it's stupid. Wait, QAnon's still going? QAnon's still going. It's so stupid. How? 
I don't know. People just never want to let things die, man. This is just where their I mean, friends are. How many are. times was Trump supposed to have like retaken the presidency? At least five or something. Well, now he's just doing it, but he's not telling anybody. But if you like look closely, you could see the anchor bracelets on Hillary Clinton because she's under house arrest. What? Yeah, that's what it's become. It's become like all these guys are in like a shadow government and they're being arrested in secret, but they're under house arrest and eventually the military will come and kill everybody. Right. When do you think they stop? When, when does the bottom fall out? It never Where stops. Is it the just bottom? keeps evolving. It, it goes flat earth. It just goes. No, just there's got to be a bottom. Man. There's got to be a bottom. I don't know, man. Those Haley's Common people just ended up killing themselves, right? They just drank a bunch of Kool-Aid or they castrated themselves or whatever the fuck they did. I don't know. There's like a radicalization off switch when you're just like, this person's never coming back. They would rather die than their thing be wrong. People. What a joke. People are nuts. It's all exploiting social dynamics. It's all like, you're part of the tribe as long as you keep wanting to kill yourself for this cause. Or like <laughs> exploiting that. It's that Apple thing we were saying earlier. Same thing. Like the social feedback is extremely capable of shaping behavior. Yep. So weird. You become like the people you're around too. And being alone all the time isn't really a good option. Yeah, man. You got to really think about who you want to surround yourself with. Especially like, you know, if you're around four unambitious people and you're like already winning in that group, you have no incentive to keep winning. Yeah, you also don't have inspiration. Yeah. That's probably a better way to put it. But it's just a real dumb way to be like king of, you know, trash. Right. King of a garbage pile. It's sad though. A lot of people go for that. Yep. You like that song by Johnny Cash? What's it called? No. I Hurt Myself Today, that song? No. I don't know any songs by Johnny Cash. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know music. Damn, you should listen to that one. But he's got this thing where he's like, he's dying, he's at the end of his life, and he's like, you can have it all, my empire of dirt. I don't know, it's a cool lyric. Damn. Sad. It's all, well, yeah, because he's just drunk and alone at the end of his life, even though he has his money and his awards. Because, you know, he's an abusive alcoholic. Ugh. You okay, man? Yeah, I'm fine. Just life's a joke and we should wrap it up before too long. Life or the uh, podcast? No. uh, The episode. Whenever you want, buddy. Yeah, I got to get sleep and tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow. New moon. moon, Day after tomorrow. Hell yeah, dude. Let's chase the lunar eclipse.